0: ladies and gentlemen oh you fellas you fellas you fellas the final thoughts for week three position by position what i'm looking at where i'm feeling spicy juicy where i'm saying that smells like some stinky fish kick that back out into the ocean and let the sharks get it and let them get sick because hey we don't want the sharks to die but we don't want the sharks killing people so if they eat the stinky fish and get a little tummy ache better you than me how the fuck did that intro start i have no idea but yo Let's do this. Final thoughts. NFL week three. As I record this, I'm recording this on Thursday. So obviously some things in terms of injury news, it can't be the extreme final thoughts. That's what the Sunday live stream is for. So if some player I talk about gets injured and is not out there and I'm not mentioning it, it's because this was recorded on Thursday. The way my schedule goes, I record the day before so that I don't have to get up at 3 in the morning and edit and take the 3 hours to do the whole video and get it out there and stress myself to the point where, I don't know, I'm breaking out everywhere. I'm losing my hair at the young age of 25. You know, I don't want that. grays. I already got fucking gray hairs. I don't want it. So let's go position by position. Let's start with the quarterback position. I'm going to be referencing my projections, my rankings, my ownership from my Patreon over there. And we'll be looking at the the key stats database. Let's start off with the quarterbacks. And if you would, give me a second of your time to hit the subscribe button. I greatly appreciate that. I haven't been asking for it, but we have been this last week. And we're seeing record numbers in terms of new monthly users, not only on Patreon, but also on YouTube. So, appreciate you all a ton and the podcast listeners. Let's start with the quarterback position. Quarterback is as straightforward as it gets for me this week. There is three games that i want to be targeting those three games actually you know what we'll call it three and a half to four games that i want to be targeting and those games are the ones that have the high totals like if you see right here in this column column k it says the t- the game totals and column j says the team totals and, and there's a bunch of key stats in here that you can get on patreon it shows all the advanced metrics all the ones that are really important color coded that's just like a small add-on to patreon it's not even like really a feature but it's a small add-on in there my key stats database i want the games that have the 52 total and when we look at the team totals a 30 team total a 31 team total a 29 team total a 25 meh but still 25 right potentially four touchdowns a 27 a 29 a 29 a 27 like these are the games i want to be targeting i want the elite quarterbacks i think by far the two best stacks in the slate is kansas city and arizona i don't think you could really tell me otherwise like you can tell me that you you can find some value in other places but if you look at my point projections on those quarterbacks i have those quarterbacks basically projected for three more points than anybody else not named lamar jackson but lamar jackson as we know is not the greatest player to stack up with a game stack right two players from his team One to two players from the other side. So I think Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes are on a different level this week. I don't think that they're anywhere near anybody else. They're seven point favorites. They're implied for thirty plus points each. They're only two teams that are implied with a 30 implied team total on the slate. They are my two highest projected quarterbacks, and oh yeah, on the opposite side of their games, they have quarterbacks who are able to chuck the ball. I mean, right now Trevor Lawrence is playing terribly, but he's chucking the ball non-stop. They're playing at the second fastest neutral place pace Jacksonville, meaning that they're going to pass the ball. They're not going to run the ball. And that's in neutral situations, let alone when they get down in games, they're just chucking the ball ball non-stop credit to urban meyer he's not running the ball at all because he understands that running the ball is not that efficient or at least it appears that way through two games and on the other side of kansas city you have justin herbert who continues to chuck the ball as well right you get patrick justin herbert throwing the ball right now top 10 in the nfl he's throwing forward 300 yards a game we saw it last week It's just bend but don't break defenses that he's playing so far not getting into the end zone so right now i like these guys a ton you're gonna get a positive 22 percent pass blocking advantage for kyler murray and you're gonna get a positive pass blocking advantage even against his chargers defensive line for patrick mahomes rodney hudson and Arizona is giving so much time to this offense the number four offensive line and pass protection for Kyler Murray so far and not even to mention what he can do on the ground like if we scroll over to what he's just doing so far on the ground he has 26 rushing yards per game and that seems light obviously he gets the rushing touchdowns as well having five carries per game so those are my two main guys the third guy that I'd be interested in is a little bit cheaper you get a discount on Russell Wilson and I like Russell Wilson and I like the discount that you get on Russell this week Russ is going to have a positive 22 pass blocking advantage against Minnesota Minnesota so far ranks 29th in pass rush not getting any pressure and 18th in 18th and coverage this is a borderline bottom five defense to start the season and you have the clear stacks now the stacks are expensive like if you wanted to game stack at least Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes have cheap options for you Kyler Murray you can go to Christian Kirk who's cheap Rondell Moore is, is, is priced up for himself for his role five thousand dollars but you have AJ Green so like three of the four receivers and their tight end for Arizona they're all fucking cheap like AJ or DeAndre Hopkins who's battling injury right now apparently in camp or in practice he's like the only guy who's actually expensive Patrick Mahomes yes Tyreek expensive Patrick Williams yes Travis Kelsey is expensive and I'm not going to stack him up with Clyde Edwards there's running back but there's a very cheap McCole Harmon there's a cheap Robinson there's a dirt cheap Byron Pringle if you're looking for a punt there's ways to get these guys and make it possible when you're telling me they're so expensive Sal, so I can't pay up for them yeah okay we'll do that it'll lower their ownership I have them both projecting out for like eight to ten percent Russell Wilson His are actually expensive, right? You have his only two real options in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf expensive. Gerald Everett's running less routes than Will Disley. You can punt one of those tight ends if you want to. Freddie Swain, but he scored a touchdown last week. It was on a busted coverage. He was wide open. I'm not too uh, encouraged by Freddie Swain's consistency. I personally prefer DK Metcalf over Lockett this week. DK Metcalf has a 30% target share. It just hasn't paid out for him. He had the one end zone target in the touchdown week one. This is still a 29 implied team total. Russell Wilson looks fantastic for me. And he's going to have that pass blocking advantage against Minnesota, who Minnesota on the the other side just like you saw last week against arizona is has the ability to throw the ball they're running a ton or more three wide receiver sets with kj osborne and it's working out for them and then my final two priorities like right now i have 11 quarterbacks in an interest pool i'll probably get exposure in 150s 210 to 11 quarterbacks but maybe like five of them are really going to make up 90 percent of my ownership and this is where i'm hoping that it is we'll see when i run the lineups on sunday sunday morning on the patreon podcast be sure to get in on that projections ranks ownership the optimizer discord that patreon exclusive podcast uh, game by game matchup notes for every single player that's going to be in play and a whole lot more showdown information it's on patreon industry low price for all that you get come join the community record setting 800 people already in there it's a lovely lovely time so the other two guys that i would go to are guys that you can find some value in and by value i'm not saying 5,200 $20 justin fields justin fields is in a player pool for me right now but i don't expect to get much you can see he's my last quarterback in there if you wanted to play justin fields in cash go ahead and go for it i haven't projected for 17 and a half points could he rush for 40 yards throw for two touchdowns and have 200 passing yards and have 20 points for you assuming he doesn't have a turnover yeah he definitely could he's a playmaker we saw it in the preseason but this is not going to be preseason defenses he still has borderline the worst offensive line in the league just because of what their talent is on that and already injuries to it and him himself did not look the greatest in the preseason sure he had some rushing yards and got you some fantasy points but he made a lot of mistakes he's a rookie that is going to happen his pass protection concerns that's going to happen he's going to take some sacks so justin fields for me definitely not for gpps i mean if you wanted to stack it up with fields and Allen robinson and darnell mooney and go full yolo go for it if you want to but i'm not going to stack up like an 18 implied team total the cheapest guys i want to go to are justin herbert and matthew stafford matthew stafford's over under on prize picks it's already up now at 298 and a half but i put it in the discord yesterday and on twitter if you're paying attention it was at 290 and a half that is by far the easiest over on there my numbers are way off i have at like 315 so i still like it at 298 and a half we'll talk about some of the price picks i've already taken 15 you can see them all all my player props so far as of this recording 15 on thursday we'll probably be at 30 by the time the game starts i'm already like 500 invested into player props i have a thread of them all over on twitter but herbert i like i mean the guy continues to just chuck the ball he's throwing 44 times per game he's averaging like 337 passing yards per game and he's going to be a six and a half point underdog so you talk about these teams that are favorites i mean Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray they're not going to run the ball especially Patrick Mahomes. they just don't run the ball but neither does Justin Herbert and the fact that they're actually underdogs you can expect another 40 plus pass attempts from Herbert and you can expect them to not just have these one touchdown games those one touchdown games are eventually going to end Herbert this week is not going to have the greatest pass blocking advantage because he loses Brian Balaga his offensive line has been decent Slater's been fantastic but Brian Balaga being gone is a big concern for them so it's not going to be the greatest of matchups there for Justin Herbert but i have Herbert projecting out pretty nicely against what is going to be the 30th ranked pass rush and a number 32 overall defense in kansas city so far justin herbert for me projects out for 23 fantasy points at just like six percent ownership so you're going to get basically the same fantasy points for the cheaper than a tom brady and he's going to be half his own as of right now so i like him i like matt stafford's over i like him to go over 300 yards only throwing 28 times per game but that's in games where they've been leading right they were up and they only beat the colts by three but they were basically up by two scores for most of that game the colts kept fighting back the first week they were up in a major way against the bears you have to throw a lot they run the clock out in the second quarter and but they're playing at a fast neutral pace now you get tampa bay now you got a 27 implied team total as underdogs the biggest underdogs or the biggest team total for an underdog on the slate is this stafford team and now the secondary of tampa bay has not been that good so far we know how good their run defense is we know that they got a banged up Daryl henderson so you can expect more pass attempts for matt stafford more three wide receiver sets with cup in the slot and van jefferson on the outside he has a top 10 offensive line so far and he's going to need that versus a top 10 pass rush right now So I think this is fine. The secondary is not the worst by any means. This is not a bad secondary so far. They did lose their slot cornerback week one. He's been nicked up, but this is one that they can be taken advantage of. I would prefer Justin Herbert for a hundred dollars more, even given the lower team total. I just think you can probably get a baked in out of Justin Herbert against Kansas City, a baked in forty plus pass attempts. Where Matthew Stafford's, I expect to like see thirty five to forty, but I don't really expect to see the ceiling of forty five to fifty like Herbert might have. So those are my main priorities. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, these guys are in a playable for me. Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, these guys guys are in a player pool for me the one that you might be saying sal how are you not higher on tom brady look tom brady is a fine play if you want to get there but he has no mobility and for a little bit more money you can get the elite quarterbacks who i have projecting out for five to six more points than him and for a little bit cheaper you get the save on justin herbert who has some more mobility on matthew stafford who's a little bit cheaper and i projected out for very similar points i have brady for 23 points right now i currently have brady projecting out four less points than herbert and basically the same as stafford it's very close i know what you're saying he's at he has nine touchdowns he's going for the touchdown record him and gronk are going for the touchdown record I get all that I completely understand all of your concerns right there he can throw for five touchdowns in this game Right. He can do that. That's fine. And if he does that, then yeah, he's going to smash the projection I have on him and he's going to be much more involved, but he's higher owned than he is my lower projected player. So based on the way that I run my lineups, if he is not projecting out as close to some guys who are lower owned than him for similar projections, my lineups are going to go there for the leverage place. He has a negative pass blocking advantage. One of the worst on the slates this week, meaning that his offensive line, which has been very good. This offensive line has been potentially the best in the league through the first couple of weeks. And that's the whole point of Tom Brady being good and going there, get him a good offensive line like they did last year when they got wharfs later in the first round, which is pretty crazy mid first round but now he's facing the number one overall defense the number one secondary right now he's facing a top three uh, pass rushing defensive line with potentially no antonio brown out there so this is a, a bigger test for him brady would be the one quarterback that's going to pick up ownership maybe going to be a top two or three on guy that i'm not getting as much of this week so there's the quarterbacks there's a deep dive and the quarterbacks are always going to be kind of coming from the standpoint of stacking like what do you want to do i want to try and stack every single quarterback with one to two pass catchers a lot of mine usually have game stacks so two pass catchers run it back with one to two guys on the other side that's the our majority and basically all the lineups i've ran this year maybe i'll get a little bit different this week but i'm trying to capture those game environments So let's now slide to the running backs and before we do i want to let you know about the sponsor of the program and its price picks as it has been on these i have like i said 15 props taken if i scroll through here you're going to see all the props that i have i'll talk about this three person prop you can see all my props including this one over on twitter and in the patreon discord but i have a twitter thread this one's only a hundred dollar one the rest are two hundred dollar ones but this is a hundred dollars here i'm taking it simply just take the over-unders on fantasy points on, on player stats and it's legal in a lot of states even if you don't have full-on sports betting because it's fantasy based especially new york a lot of people there watching from there might not think that this is legal there so you use the code sal you get a free bet up to 100 bucks it's as simple as that Under on Travis Kelsey, seven and a half receptions. It hit for us last week in a game where they locked down Tyreek Hill. I don't think Tyreek Hill is getting locked down back-to-back weeks. So we'll take the under on Travis Kelsey, seven and a half receptions. I think Kelsey can still have a great game. I'm very interested in Kelsey this week if I'm interested in Mahomes. But why can't Kelsey have a seven-catch, 90-yard, two-touchdown game? Basically like he did last week. He can. So we'll take the under seven and a half. Eight receptions for Travis Kelsey is actually a high number, especially when Tyreek Hill is rolling and Hardman seems to have a a more involved role this year. I'm going to be taking the over, the over 20 and a half receiving yards for Saquon Barr this week i took the over receiving yards and rushing yards i probably like the rushing yards more at 61 and a half you can see i took those right here so if you wanted to put saquon over 61 and a half rushing yards in here you can but saquon played 84 percent of the snaps he ran a route on 74 percent of the dropbacks last week up from 38 percent. so saquon barkley is going to go out there he ran the third most routes of any running back last week 27 routes if he runs 27 to 30 routes again he's bound to see four to five targets my hope is that on four to five targets he has four to five receptions and he can average five yards per reception which is a very low number for running backs out of the backfield and then finally i'm kicking myself that i didn't get this number earlier when it was at like 65 but i got it at 70.5 once the news came out on antonio brown on the COVID list like unlikely to play so right now chris goblin over 70 and a half receiving yards i've Goblin crushing this number i've Goblin at like 86 receiving yards in this game so that's my favorite prop of these three but i have a bunch of others if you want to mix and match them just take those ones do whatever you want to do there but the big thing is you use the code sal they are partners of the program if you use the code sal it's a limited time offer do it right now because a week or two from now might not be the offer anymore you get a free Bet up to $100. Most places will give you a 25% of your deposit bonus. So you put 20 bucks in, you only get five. Or they'll give you a 50% bet bet up to your match. So you put a $50 bet, and you only get 25. If you put a $50 bet, you get 50. If you put a $100 bet, you get 100. So check it out down below. Use the code Sal. There's a link down below. if you just use that code Sal, they'll give you that deposit match. So now, like Wale said, she said I'm a running back. We're onto the running backs here, and we're gonna be eh, kind of kind of a, a small field. So look, you don't have Christian McCaffrey on the slate. Derrick Henry's up there if you want to go back to the king this week. But for the most part, you get a banged up Dalvin Cook up top who i have interest in i mean we just saw what derrick henry did to seattle last week going into last week's game i was telling you that seattle does not have a good run defense through week one it's going to look like they have a good run defense because they were up by a lot um, and the team against them was not running that much but at the end of the day yes they have bobby wagner and he had 18 fucking tackles like week two and so far and he's he's a hall of famer for sure but outside of that it's not looking that great But Dalvin Cook, for me, it's going to be a fine run blocking advantage here. He's averaging so far 26 opportunities per game through two weeks, and that's leaving so far with injuries and things along those lines. But he gets this matchup against Seattle, who ranks bottom five in the NFL in yards allowed before contact, not even mentioning how many tackles Dalvin Cook can break. 1.9 yards allowed per contact ranks 28th in the NFL. Dalvin Cook in this game has a 27 implied team total. He's game flow independent, so I don't care that he's a two-point underdog. We like to see it. Next up is Najee Harris, who has a massive positive 34 percent run blocking advantage i also expect by the way dalvin cook i have ownership projections as well on patreon i expect dalvin cook to currently come in this week with some ownership but not a ton i also expect this week for dalvin cook to close the door there to come in as the highest owned running back as of right now at 20 percent projected ownership you next up have Najee harris here at 6600 i expect him to pick up it's going to be like dalvin cook and derrick henry picking up ownership and then this mid 6k range because that's where all the goodies are if you will this week in that mid 6k range but Najee harris has that positive run blocking advantage of positive 34 percent he has a solid team total of 24 as well you saw the five targets last week many of those coming later in the game and got the big touchdown which bailed us out scoring about 20 fantasy points for us but Najee Harris has a great matchup here I just told you that 1.9 fantasy or yards before contact is what Seattle gives up Cincinnati even worse Cincinnati ranks 29th so worse than Seattle 29th in the NFL giving up 1.91 yards before contact they're about middle of the pack in tackling but you get that game flow independence and a four-point favorite out of Najee Harris and then we start to get to the guys that I really like this week Saquon Barkley I really like I'll be interested in seeing where his ownership closes at Right now, I have Saquon only projecting for 12% ownership, which is like average. If it gets up to like 15%, he'll be like the fourth, fifth, sixth highest on running back, which is still fine. But he has a positive 20% run blocking advantage against Atlanta. Atlanta so far this season has been ranked about 15th in run defense. So this is an average run defense at best. The talent that they have on their defensive line says that over a longer sample, they won't be as good. The only reason why this is not a more, like, this is a bad offensive line. Pass protection is brutal. But a positive 20% run blocking advantage just shows you how bad Atlanta's defensive line is if the Giants have a positive run blocking advantage. The Giants are three-point favorites here. Atlanta so far has given up the most points to the running back position on this slate through two games. And it's a 26 implied team total for Saquon who played 84% of the snaps last week. And he ran the third most routes at 27 that we've seen in a while. He was heavily involved. Now the offensive line is bad. It's going to be a boomer bust play from Saquon. And that's what we're banking on here at 6,500 and average ownership. Chris Carson comes up next because Chris Carson is one of the highest team totals. He's a favorite. He faces the team in Minnesota who's given up the third most points to the running back position. They allowed James Conner and Chase Evans to just pick up enough points to get around 20 total points as a unit last week and chris carson went really no backup it's alex collins he's my fifth highest projecting running back this week he's projecting out for 15 percent projected ownership and i have him for a positive positive 13 percent run blocking advantage against the number 30 tackling unit in minnesota now joe mixon he is massively underpriced mixon should be about 7500 this week he is my fourth highest projected player at 18.2 points he is my number one value running back if you watch our values video which drops now wednesday mornings apparently a lot of people liked it so if you have not checked that out be sure to go up back we go every single position we find you the top 30 values based on my projections those are potentially subject to change throughout the week of course but Mixon is still as of this recording my number one value running back which is pretty damn sick at that price point but sal joe mixon stunk last week he's a talented running back he is playing also a tough matchup last week but a talented running back with 20 plus touches already per week on the ground getting all the involvement in the passing game and route run department 27.5 opportunities per game it's a tough matchup this week against through two weeks the number one run defense according to the pff in the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers they only give up 1.26 yards before contact which ranks 11th in the NFL it's a tough matchup for sure but you're taking that with the price point you're taking the fact that 22 carries out of Joe Mixon this week Joe Mixon who comes into this game as a slight underdog and potentially four to five receptions if we can get them playing from behind most of the game Mixon is going to be running a lot of routes we take that I love the price point here I love the fact that he's only picking up like 12 to 14 percent ownership early on and I scroll up to my final priority and that is going to be DeAndre Swift because DeAndre Swift it doesn't fucking matter in a game where he's completely trailing you start to see the receptions come out in a game where where it's like slippery and wet and, and shitty out. DeAndre Swift at $5,800 is my number two overall value running back right now at 16.3 fantasy points. And he's going to be finding himself in a very good spot, especially at this price point. He has a positive 37% run blocking advantage against Baltimore that ranks twenty six in tackling right now. And you get the Detroit Lions. Like Detroit's best part of their team is probably Swift and Hawkinson, but also their offensive line is by far the best unit on their team. They rank number four right now in run blocking. This offensive line is fantastic. They just have to have the game stay close. They're big underdogs in this one. But even if it doesn't stay close, even better for DeAndre Swift like you saw week one that's when he starts to see five six seven catches and just in the receiving game alone he smashes this price point Swift is a great play he's an awesome play no McCaffrey on the slate allows us to just get these six thousand dollar running backs which makes it easier to go pay up for the expensive stacks now Derrick Henry is here there's a bunch of other guys who are in a player pool they're not as much of priorities also Eckler is here but he's priced up he'll probably see a lot of work in the receiving game Kamara I feel very concerned about Kamara gets a tough matchup against the New England Patriots run defense that offense does not look like it's going to move the ball all that much let alone Kamara be able to become efficient and you did not see that last week because of not a lot of targets they play so slow Edmonds' price point comes up it's harder to be interested uh same thing with damian harris price point coming up harder to be interested Kenyon drake's an interesting guy at 5500 you can see Kenyon drake and mike davis davis grades out as a good value as so many people are flocking over uh to the cordell Patterson hype. cordell or pa- patterson hype which is just funny i know he was involved in weird wildcats got some touchdowns but mike davis is a fair price point there's no there's no real cheap guys though like the four thousand dollar running backs are not there this week right they're not there i'm gonna live in the six K range and i'm gonna be completely fine with that it's tough to want to go to Kenyon drake or it's tough to want to go to uh, james robinson even though he's running a lot of routes when for a little bit more you can get fucking deandre swift for a hundred dollars more out of all these guys who are maybes for me the two that i'm the most interested in or closest to making yeses would probably be antonio gibson and austin eckler but there is the running back position now let us let us let us and if you're still here hey like and subscribe i know you're still here because you're watching right now nobody who's not watching is still here so hey you right now hit the like button and the big one the subscribe button allows this channel to grow we're setting records in terms of subscribers over the past month continue to join the community if you value this it takes a lot of time we're up here at 5 a.m putting this all together because one the passion the love for the game this shit runs my life in a good way but two 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 for the people so if the people appreciate me i appreciate you if you hit the subscribe button let's get into now the most important position the wide receiver position and now since my values videos my my top wide receivers have changed a new number two has appeared and we'll talk about him when we get there tyree kill after being shut down last week i am going right back to the well with mr tyree kill i cannot wait to play tyree kill this week he's going to have a fantastic matchup advantage his A dot is 13.4 in the secondary he'll have to see some derwin james but derwin james i assume is going to be more uh, fixated in the middle of the field on travis kelsey and not as much as a safety on a one-on-one matchup with tyree kill but there will be some of a matchup there i'm not too concerned in one-on-one matchups i don't think they're going to be able to do what they wanted to i mean he's I saw last week the Ravens be able to slow down Tyree Kill with these double teams and these shadows and how do you beat that really you have to run the ball so we'll see if that helps Clyde Everett toler or you just throw underneath a lot you throw underneath to uh, Travis Kelsey you take the one-on-one matchups and that's why Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson are catching these deep touchdowns down the field so will the Chargers yet again with their second and third cornerbacks being decent and not that great will they say hey we're just going to take Tyree Kill away like they did last week which is still a hard task to do right I mean I assume Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes and Tyree Kill are going to get in the lab and game plan around that but will they say that and say we'll let Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle and Travis Kelsey beat us one-on-one. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I would bet against that because teams have been probably trying to do that all year and all season and all of Tyree Tyreek Hill's career. And they, they got it to work one time, but really, did they get it to work? Or is it Mahomes saying, yeah, I'll just take this wide open one-on-one matchup that we have right here. So I'll go back to the wall with Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I prefer Metcalf this week, but both of them in my stacks with Seattle. Metcalf is going to have just this amazing matchup against Patrick Peterson. Peterson started to slow down and, and, and beat DeAndre Hopkins later in that game, but it came out later on that DeAndre Hopkins suffered an injury towards the midway point hopkins to start the game though had like 18 fantasy points 16 fantasy points patrick peterson is is definitely a little bit uh dustier if you will especially week one you saw him get torched a couple times so i prefer dk there but i like both of those guys cooper cup is my number three he went from being my number two to my number three value play it's hard not to like cooper cup from everything that he's been doing so far i mean he's leading the fan the league in fantasy points he's averaging two point fantasy points per target, which is just elite. If you come over here, you can see that he has 10 and a half targets per game, 136 receiving yards per game. He's even getting some red zone usage so far with two red zone touchdowns on four red zone targets. I mean, the guy's just been an absolute beast. Expected to slow down, but based on his price point, he should be 74 to 7500 like these studs. Keenan Allen, I mean, Keenan Allen his big catch that awesome throw from Herbert made him go over 100 yards. But Mike Williams is slowly becoming the focal point of this offense, so we have to track that. But Keenan Allen is still cheap enough to get there. I have Allen projecting out fantastic for 18 and a half fantasy points. But if Mike Williams Williams is truly going to be the Joe Lombardi's uh, Michael Thomas like they said in the offseason and that's what we've seen from the usage the first two weeks I'd be a little bit concerned as Michael Williams is obviously more of a red zone threat for Keenan Allen's overall upside now Keenan Allen can still catch his eight balls for 100 yards but when it comes to the upside of going in there for a touchdown or two that's where Michael Williams starts to actually become a more secure option so I'd be concerned about that but the price point's still fair enough to not have to run away from Allen at 6600 AJ Brown's on here and we're just waiting for AJ Brown to actually start to catch the ball AJ Brown right now is top eight in air, air yards he's just fucking dropped the ball at this point and they said that he, he even said that if uh, his family sent him text that he couldn't even catch COVID at this point which is fucking hilarious but he's going to be getting a, a zone matchup he'll see some Rocky Sin which is going to be a fine matchup that'll have 30 plus pounds on Rocky Sin it's one of the better matchups on the week do not be shocked if AJ Brown finds and takes the bricks off his hands and he actually finds his way to get the butterfingers off his hands do not be shocked to see a massive game here the problem is the problem is that AJ Brown is Julio Jones of course his teammate Julio Jones is going to be a much cheaper and potentially is the wide receiver one in the team like yes if if you're rooted in all your offseason thoughts and all the past stuff of AJ Brown's the wide receiver one uh, 180 targets for AJ Brown then Julio comes there and Julio has looked really good I mean last week that touchdown should have stood I don't know why the hell it did not but if Julio Jones is the wide receiver one on this team and AJ Brown is like Corey Davis like we're overpaying for AJ Brown so that's always something we have to keep in mind but now let's scroll up here and we'll put to the top of the screen the man who is now my number two overall value since Antonio Brown we're expecting to be out of course if Antonio Brown somehow is not out from this COVID stuff and test positive or negative three days four days in a row whatever it is then this will change but I assume it won't. Chris Godwin is my number two overall value play. Chris Godwin is the safest guy in that offense. And now when you take out Antonio Brown and the upsides and touchdowns and big chunk yards that that has, Chris Godwin in the middle of the field is even better. Chris Godwin will see some Jalen Ramsey, but for the most part, everybody on that team will. When they go in two wide receiver sets, it'll be Godwin and Evans. So Ramsey will be in there, but Ramsey stays on one side of the field in three wide receiver sets goblin is going to get into the slot and get away from ramsey so i'm fine with that uh, if anything that you're probably going to see scotty miller who a lot of people are going to be playing in stacks as a cheap option he'll probably be sacrificed the most in three wide receiver sets to the ramsey side of the field and i'm just good on not going there all that much if at all goblin projects out for 18 and a half fantasy points for me at just 6100 i like goblin this week more than cooper cup you get a 700 dollars price discount and as of right now you're probably going to see like five to ten percent less ownership on chris goblin who's averaging nine targets per game and over 10 yards of a dot so far courtland sutton here only a 41 implied game total which doesn't look that nice but then you look at it and you see the Jets are only implied for like 15 points and the 26 implied team total is pretty nice for Teddy Bridgewater who leads the league right now in air yards and 20 plus yard throws down the field Cortland Sutton popped the fuck off last week like you saw we love to see that now gets a matchup against his Jets secondary at just $6,000 I do prefer Chris Goblin but I expect Chris Goblin to be probably double the ownership as Cortland Sutton same things could be said for Sterling Shepard if you wanted to go there Sterling Shepard in this matchup another uh, very similar to Sutton a 26 implied team total he's just going to be a favorite in this one but He's going to have a similar matchup advantage. He's going to be similarly as lower owned because of the fact that Chris Goblin's right there with much higher ownership. But Shepard has nine and a half targets per game, a nine uh, average depth of target right now. He has a very strong matchup against Isaiah Oliver this week where they're pretty much like the same weight. So Sterling Shepard stands out for me. If I had to rank it right now, I would probably rank it one, obviously Chris Goblin. Number two, at this point, Sutton and Sterling Shepard are both for me top eight plays. It's kind of a coin flip. Who do you want to go to? I've Shepard at 16 and a half fantasy points for $100 cheaper. And I've quote Sun Sutton at 16.2 i say sudden ceilings higher for gpps though robert woods will be a fantastic pivot option if you wanted to and i think that's a strong place to go to pivoting off of cooper cup i expect cup to be very heavily involved but also schemed against and at 22 percent ownership for cooper cup compared to robert woods who i currently have projected at 10 percent ownership yes the 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 projection is much different i've Cup for like five or six more points but i do think that's an interesting place to go as it's just a two-week sample and nobody would be shocked if over the next two weeks robert woods outscores cooper cup the best wide receiver value play on the week potentially and, and this is not per my rankings like obviously per my my values you saw I was KJ Osborne and it still is but maybe like the best 4K potential value play for me this week is going to be Marvin Jones because somehow Marvin Jones is the wide receiver one on his team somehow he's seen 10 plus targets in two weeks scoring a touchdown in each of those games averaging an 8 out of 15.1 yards per target he has a nice team total of 23 in a game where there's seven point underdogs so expect more passes and now he gets the secondary where he'll face Robert Alfred and not much in the Arizona secondary Byron Murphy uh, rookie cornerbacks out there as well and the Vizca Chenault is now banged up potentially not going to play like Marvin Jones is the clear and obvious number one target for through the first two weeks through the camp reports through the preseason and usage when he was out there on a per uh, route basis uh, for Trevor Lawrence at this point and Marvin Jones for me looks elite Marvin Jones is a top 10 value play top 10 play for me at 13.6 fantasy point projections at just this $4,900 price point he is probably my favorite run back option in these Arizona stacks but I'm fine to go Tyler Murray plus two of his pass catchers running back with Marvin Jones and DJ Shark since they're both affordable and both will see a lot of usage I have Cole Beasley as a yes this week because I'm fine to go right back to the well and, and but just Buffalo has looked terrible and they got a big last week so they didn't really throw in the second half but Josh Allen does not look that great so if it it was to turn around this week cole beasley steph figs look good beasley is cheap enough he has a solid matchup against kendall fuller in the slot it's not an elite matchup but it's solid and beasley is still seeing a lot of targets eight targets per game five average up the target the more upside here is definitely a marvin jones so beasley maybe should be an x and not a y for me but more upside is definitely marvin jones and also the guy below him and will fuller will fuller is just your dart throw he'll be one percent owned will fuller was a top 10 wide receiver yes with a deshaun watson last year a different quarterback and now he's going to get jacoby brissette and they only have a 20.75 implied total but they're going to have a nice matchup against the in that secondary and will fuller is a guy who can easily easily put up 30 points like it's nothing you're not shocked to see will fuller six catches 120 yards and a touchdown or two so will fuller at one percent ownership is the guy that i do like he's not gonna project out great 12 and a half fantasy points although that deal still does project out as my number 11 overall play will fuller at one, no ownership no ownership right now is going to be a solid play my final yes is a guy who was our number three value now chris godman has bumped him down to our number four and it's mccall harman is there a better value play this week in terms of fitting into your stacks than mccall Hartman? whether you want to go the opposite side of that game with the chargers and a run back of McColl, or you want to stack up McColl hardman with a kelsey or a tyree kill and go with patrick mahomes it makes it so easy to do so he might be the cheat code of the slate he is picking up ownership though 10 percent so far which is concerning for a volatile player but a volatile player who is actually seeing targets this week is a little bit more or this year is a little bit more appealing hardman so far has seen 11 targets five and a half through two games with an average eight out of 11.5 we'll get a matchup against michael davis not the greatest matchup but also we'll move around the field into the slot out wide to get away from that so mccall Harman looks fantastic And then it's just a bunch of X's as it always is here. X's meaning that I like these guys, but they're not as much priorities. Hopkins, obviously he's strongly in play. We have to see what the injury is. If you're going with your Kyler stacks, Steph Diggs, Lockett would be my second option in Seattle stacks. Jefferson will continue to be low owned and hopefully Osborne doesn't steal the points away. That's the main concern. If Osborne is literally going to be taking a 15 to 18% target share, we can't give Justin Jefferson these 25 to 30% target shares, which does bump him down to my projections. Calvin Ridley is getting no A dots, no average up the target because of how bad that Atlanta offensive line and really honestly, Matt Ryan has looked through the first two weeks. Uh, I do like Terry McLaurin, but we have to still keep in mind that, one, his price points come up now to 6,900. He still looks solid for me, but the problem is he's 6,900 with Taylor Heineke against now Trey White. You have Julio Jones here, who again might be the wide receiver one on this team for cheaper than an AJ Brown. I'm not going to be going to Tannehill stacks with these two guys. that just play so slow at this point. They're still running the ball a lot. Indy is not going to be giving up chunk plays. That's the whole point of their defense not give up chunk plays, or at least they attempt to, unless you got Cooper Cup running against you. So, yeah, you get Mike Williams, who Mike Williams should probably be a yes. I'll bump Mike Williams too, yes, just because of the ability to stack. The way they're using him in that offense he grades out well for me deontay johnson i saw a stat last week that over his, or this morning over his last 16 games he's had like 184 targets which would be over that time like top three in the nfl games that he's actually finished not left early so he's as underrated as it gets a 24 implied total but of course big ben is apparently dealing with this peck injury which is not good for the deep ball or really any consistency on your throws and they have a bunch of receivers out there he's also dealing with injury evans is here if you want to get there it's completely fine i prefer for the cheaper godwin by far this week and you can just keep going a lot of guys are in play as just one off flyers like chase claypool Pittman, chase odell is very interesting because he's expected to play was 100 full goal in practice on wednesday there's no jarvis landry there's really no pass catchers at this point but there's still a run first team as seven point favorite but Odell should be in line for a nice six to eight target game. Shark is fine in those stacks with Arizona and the rest is just one-offs you can see how many fucking receivers i have in here i have about 43 receivers in my player pool that might sound like a lot but it's not van jefferson a cheap option kj osborne grading out for 10.9 points my number one point per dollar value although i do think for half the ownership van jefferson is just as sneaky and as solid of a game environment demarcus robinson byron pringle if you want them in there as your punts that's where you can go so that's wide receiver uh, obviously my projections the matchup most for every single one of those receivers ownerships on them everything's gonna be updated it's all on patreon get it down below right now come join the community 800 strong in the discord and every day we're trying to build a nice community yes you get all the tools so what is industry low prices because i can keep the prices low because i'm a one-man band here i pay some contractors but i don't have to pay all that much so i have low expenses so i can keep the prices low which makes the barrier to entry easier which makes it easier to get into the discord which makes it easier to harvest the community which is my whole goal here harvest the community have like-minded people because i don't have a lot of friends that do this i have a lot of friends at sports bet but not a lot of friends if any really that play dfs maybe they play like a dollar line up here and there in a week but none that actually play dfs in terms of knowing what stacking is that go out of their way to watch videos like this one so If you want to join a community like that, you're in a similar boat as I am, bang, we got a good one talking about props and DFS and all that. Let's close out this video now, transitioning into the tight end position and let's talk about the tightest of ends if you will pause and that is going to be look the the solid place is what i want travis kelsey is not too expensive i know he has a matchup against derwin james and i know that's not going to be the greatest spot for him but the linebackers are very thin for the chargers team and it's travis fucking kelsey he had a tough matchup last week and what does he do he does whatever the hell he wants out there he scores 40 yard touchdowns in the face of patrick queen which is maybe not as tough as i actually think it is but he's travis kelsey and he has a positive 63 matchup advantage against white this week which is going to be the linebackers but also see a lot of derwin james in that second unit of a 42 percent 42 pound advantage on all these linebackers he's in the slaughter out wide 87 percent of the time i don't have to tell you how elite he is and honestly it's going to be very expensive to go mahomes tyreek and kelsey and i get that and maybe you don't want to do that but it's also going to be very low owned because of how expensive it is and oh yeah week one it fucking crushed the slates next up is darren waller oh no shit darren waller is good yeah of course he's good he's gonna have a 50 pound advantage on all these miami linebackers and secondary players like an eric Rowe. he'll probably see a lot of he's seeing fucking 13 targets per game at this point and he's in the slaughter out wide 50 percent of the time i'm probably going all the way up to kelsey or going down to like this four range instead of Waller. So I admittedly will be lower than Waller, but I'll probably still be above the field because I only have right now. So this is my, my ownership projection so far. These, these will change. I only have Waller projected for 10%. I'm not shocked if I get 15 keep going down to get Kyle Pitts here who Kyle Pitts price point somehow comes down even though he's producing more and now you have Russell Gage banged up apparently week to week so he's the clear he already was the clear and obvious number two he's operating as a wide receiver Kyle Pitts 70 percent of the time in the slider out wide 70 percent of the time which is 20 percent better than Darren Waller this year he's seeing a solid six targets per game at this point and now he has a solid matchup Noah Font is here who's been playing very well and there's no Jerry Judy which helps in the short to intermediate range seven targets per game has a positive 18 percent matchup advantage the main concern with Noah Font like I want to go Kyle Pitts over Noah Font every single. Time because Noah Fawn is still blocking a lot. He's only using the slider out wide, those elite spots where your wide receiver definitely running a route 29% of the time. 29% compared to 70% of the time for Noah fun is only a hundred dollars more. You keep going down, and somebody's and a lot of people are gonna throw up on My number one value tight end on the week right now is Tyler Higby. He only had one catch for eight yards last week, but he had the same exact role as he had week one, where he played a very good role, and now he has a great great spot here. He's actually going to have a solid matchup compared to all the wide receivers against Tampa Bay secondary for the Rams. This may be the best matchup on an individual player on offense. A 25% matchup against Devin White, who'll have a 20 pound advantage on. Devin White is very good, but in terms of coverage, not as good when it comes to these elite, more uh, versatile tight ends. And you're going to get 47% of the time in the slot or out wide. So 47% of the time, Tyler Higbee's going to have a linebacker on him in the slot. That is a great matchup advantage. It's just a matter of, does he actually look his way this week, Matt Stafford. For $100 less, you get another nice game stack environment. Like it's very cheap if you're not going to go Kelsey. It's so easy to do something like a, a, a Mahomes, Tyree Kill, throw another guy in there not named Kelsey. Opposite side, you have Jared Cook for so cheap and or another charger. He's going to have a nice matchup advantage against Dan- Daniel Sorensen, who he's in the slot 58% of the time or out wide. So Jared Cook getting that elite usage, a 46-pound advantage on Sorensen when he's actually guarding him downfield. And Cook, very quietly so far, should have had the touchdown last week. He's being targeted in the red zone a couple times. How many targets does he have in the red zone so far? He has three red zone targets in two games. So... Very quietly so far, seven targets per game. We like that for Jared Cook. We scroll down now and we get the final guy. If you're looking for value, I have him as a yes here, but I don't want that to be taken as this guy's an elite play because he's not an elite play. Like, give me Jared Cook if you have the extra money all day long in that game environment. But Jack Doyle at $3,400 because he's seeing six targets per game. He'll have a fine matchup against Rashawn Evans. He has a low A which means easier completions but less upside. So that's the concern for GPPs. But if you don't have as much money and you're just trying to punt the position, $3,400 uh, Jack Doyle is a decent way to do that. I do think he'll be involved. It looks like he's getting stared down by Carson Wentz. Keep in mind, though, if Carson Wentz doesn't play this week, I don't go to Jack Doyle. And then all the X's can easily be yeses. I just want to kind of separate them a little bit. Like Gronk, obviously, with touchdown upside, obviously, in this game environment, is fine to go to if you have the money. But for uh, $600 less or even $1,000-plus less, I do like the opposite side with Tyler Higbee, Hawkinson's here with the elite usage against Baltimore and Patrick Queen this week, who got gashed by another elite tight end last week in Travis Kelsey. But everybody really does. I'll be interested to see Evan Ingram if he's fully healthy at 3600 Evan Ingram was having a nice preseason. When he's healthy, Daniel Jones and him show a connection with that 26 implied team total max williams had the big game last week everybody's gonna want to go right back to max williams this week and he fits in as a cheap option right 3200 in your arizona kyler stacks i would just much rather go to a similarly priced aj green who will have a red zone role a similarly priced christian kirk who week one we saw the downfield role then max williams so i know he had 90 yards last week but i'm not going to con- consider that as, as something of uh we've never had tight ends involved in this dan arnold right never had tight ends involved in this uh offense in arizona under cliff kingsbury i'm not going to just it's soon one week means that now they are punting with the seattle tight ends is fine if you want to everton disley neither of them look that good but they're both dirt cheap they can fit into your stack as a third option and just a punt to clear that position but also get correlation in your stacks with russell wilson as a cheap option first skers here cole comet whatever you want to do logan thomas but those guys are all secondary options for me so there we go a big old Final Thoughts video to start my Thursday morning off. I appreciate you. Cheers to all of you. I'll give you the black coffee that I now have to fucking warm up. I always do it. So I pour the, pour the coffee. No, I'm about to talk for 40 minutes straight. So now we don't got the fresh coffee, but what are you going to do? It's for the love of the game. So thank you for tuning in. Hey, like and subscribe before you go. And everything that I mentioned in this video, the free $100 bet on Prize picks. You can follow all my props. Take the ones that you actually like. Use it. Use it right now. F-R-E-E, free. That's linked down below with the code Sal. Patreon, come join the community. Make it 900 strong by the time next week comes around. That's linked down below and a bunch of other stuff. This is the Final Thoughts Podcast. We'll have that one dude video on Saturday. Sunday later in the day once the game starts we'll have the Sunday Night Football Showdown show I expect to do it this week and then of course the bigger stuff is Sunday morning Patreon only podcast going position by position talking about all my exposures my stacks the rules I'm using in GPPs the way I see the slate playing out and how I'm attacking the slate basically giving away showing my cards to all the Patreon community and then Sunday live stream on YouTube is right here I'll answer your questions for about an hour to an hour and a half you all rock that pumpkin is thick right there look at that fucking thick pumpkin it's pumpkin season it's pumpkin season it's pumpkin season so hey this ain't pumpkin coffee but I do got some out there and I don't like to start my day pumpkin coffee it's a little bit of a different taste you don't give a shit about any of that the football is talked about stick to football guy i won't but stick to football guy i won't but hey appreciate you a ton like and subscribe before you go i'll see you all in the next one